Alright, Campisi Cast episode one. Thank you for tuning in. We've got CJ, John, and Braden here today to <laughs> have a mean <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Let's go. This guy's the only one who hits the gym apparently, uh, so no one else hit like us it. with the fake no. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. There we go. That's the first one. <laughs> Looks like it. Uh, Alright, so we've just got a couple questions here to answer. We're gonna answer them however we want because we can. And yeah. So let's go with what do you wish you had known 10 years ago? And that's obviously from a point of now with COVID being around, with crypto being around, with all that in mind, have a think about it. I think the first thing most people would say would, oh, I wanted, I would have invested in Bitcoin. Mm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Anything come to mind for you guys? What's, yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> you on, stole man. my one <laughs> like, Honestly but I had people offer me in high school um, That's when For me grade 11 So 2011 people started talking about um, Bitcoin And crypto And I just couldn't get my head around it. I didn't understand it at all And looking back I just thought Man If I just bought one <laughs> You know what I mean mm, Let alone wow. back then it was You know cents On the dollar compared to what it is now So yeah, I, I always think back on that conversation <laughs> uh, with, with my schoolmate who was, who was like the geek and, and he knew he was always ahead and it was, you know, you hear people talk about that. You always think, oh, that's, what, what's, what is that? Like getting scanned, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. It's too good to be true. Or I just didn't even understand it because it, it was a currency, but you couldn't, I, at the time, couldn't buy anything with it. Mm. So I was like, why would I try like change real dollars into fake money that I can't even use? Like what what's the point in that? Now looking back, I'm like, oh, it was it's a commodity that, you know, now with I mean, now I guess the next bit, uh, big thing that's coming out of the works is NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, how old were you ten years ago? So oh, it was probably more than ten two thousand eleven. So I was in grade 11, I would have been 15. Yeah, wow. I'm 26 now. Yeah, so plus what 15-year-old even <laughs> yeah. knows how to buy uh, cryptocurrency yeah, on any yeah, platform, yeah. right? Uh, like, yeah. Uh, now, yeah, we have... There's so many digital wallets that you can get to buy it, but back then, yeah, I had no... Mm. Yeah, there's nowhere yeah. to start. Like, smartphones were sort of... I think back then it was like the iPhone 5, you know? Yeah, wow. So I was just like, yeah, wow. oh, yeah. Very, very not advanced compared to what we have now. Yeah. How easy yeah. accessible it is. Yeah. yeah, nice. Wow. Anyone else 10 years ago? What are we saying? Me and John would have been quite young 10 years ago. About I would have been in 10. the still, eh? yeah, yeah, bro. Bro. <laughs> I was 10, bro. In the, in the womb. womb. Far out. 10, yeah, far oh, I'd definitely out. beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming dad sack. That's, oh. That's it. <laughs> It's just anatomy, man. It's how the Lord designed our bodies, man. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Besides, like the obvious one, like you know, invest money better. I mean, it's not like I had that much money back then, anyway. But still, like in hindsight, looking back at what's popping now to what seemed ridiculous back then, it's just like far out. And like that—that's not even like just to do with money. Like just decisions in general. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. Oh, how old have I been 10 years ago? How old am I now? I would have been like 14, 14. So like... Bro, you've got some white hairs on your head, so... 
Be honest. Wisdom, G. Just wisdom, lad. That's right. You guys will get some soon. Okay. When you've seen the trenches like I have. Okay. The ones you keep going back into. New rule: Don't make a call while someone's taking a sip. Come on. Nah, but um, just in general, I think um, like life decisions. Or like a big one because like back then um you know i always tried to sort of excel academically you know what i mean and you know you put so much pressure on yourself growing up that back then seems like such a massive thing and then once you hit you know end of high school you're just like oh is that it and you're just like oh well half the time you don't even end up doing what you're studying for anyway mm. which is me but it's just like, oh, I wish I would have relieved myself of that pressure back then. Could have yeah. been a more healthier individual, but, yeah. you know, you know, that's all mm. speculation. Yeah. I'm sure, like, all that sort of pressure that mm. I put myself under and all those expectations sort of forged me into who I am today. So, mm. I don't think I could trade that for anything. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. If, if, if I could go back and, and do something different 10 years ago... If it's not about money, then honestly, I don't think I would change anything. I think they all sort of have a place, but man, if I was rich, bro. Oh, gosh. Have a man. nice marble table right here. Oh. Instead of some Facebook marketplace. Okay, it's clean, it's clean, it's clean, it's clean. Oh, man. <laughs> Throwing shots. <laughs> Uh, no, well, it's a good point you made early on there. Like when you're that young, because this is making me think about it now, like 10 years ago, the problems you have now compared to the problems you have back then are wildly different. Like what problem for me doesn't, what, 11-year-old kid have compared to a 21-year-old? Like I, everyone's got problems, right? Everyone's got things that they have to face. And compared to back then, like... Yeah, I don't know if I would change anything. That's another good point. But compared to back then, like my problems were flip. I couldn't beat the challenges on Skate 3 where you have to like break all your bones and stuff. And, you know, I couldn't, um, I didn't have like money because I was 10. <laughs> like I had to ask mom and dad for money, which obviously one day you're like, oh, I'll get a job. I'll do this and that. I'll get a car. I'll start driving. Um, but yeah, um, I guess if I... If I would have wanted to know anything, which I wouldn't have even have wanted to know back then, but it would have been nice to just know, would be that right now, um, which this will lead into the next question, but like I'm, I don't know, I'd, I'd say probably the happiest and proudest I've ever been with my own life and with like, you know, the boys around me and stuff and the communities I'm involved with, um, you know, work, church, all of that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm super grateful, proud, happy, like in a, in a high place. I just feel like I'm in a, yeah, a quality place that I feel like some people, you know, it would take years of seeing psychologists and, and reading good books to get to a place that I am at. Um, and don't get me wrong, I have done that, but it didn't take as long as I guess the average, um, and there's only one person to thank for that, right? But yeah, that's... Yeah, I would say that, I guess not even knowing where I would be right now, um, that's what I would w have wanted to know. And I guess I would have wanted my family to know then too, because uh, my family dynamic looked a little bit different, obviously now, like my older brother's married and not living with us anymore. Like he was what, four or five years older, no, four years older than me when he was living with us, like back then being young and stuff and like uncles and aunties, cousins and that, like, yeah, it would, it would just be good. It would have been good for everyone to know 
where we're all at. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's me. John, what's your... <laughs> yeah, I guess like 10 years, like 10, 10 year old, like not a care in the world. We, ha- we have it so good now that we're older. Mm-hmm. We're ad- adulting. Um, but I guess, guess for me, it was kind of like cherishing time with like family, mm. like with me at that, like when I was 10, I was, I was lucky enough to be living like with my auntie, like we were like cohabitating with my auntie and I used to hate it. I used to like, mm. I want to move out like mom, why haven't we found a place to move out? Um, but like, you know, like as I grew older, older, I kind of was like, Oh, I don't, I don't get that time with family anymore. Like, yeah, true. I, I don't. True. They're they're too busy now, or like they have, they have grandchildren now, so they they that's their like number one priority. Mm. So it's like, I guess for me, it's quite simple, but like cherishing the time with the family that you have, because by that time, my brother had moved out. Mm. Um, my sister at the time um, was up in Cairns. Yeah, wow. So I was kind of like the only only child for like a year yeah, true. or so and um yeah i guess that's mm. that's my yeah yeah no that's good on. that's good the Ew. family one how mm. how easy is it to just get caught up in like oh flip i'm gonna go see the boys or if you're in a relationship oh i'm gonna go hang out with my my significant other or i'm gonna go do xyz or whatever and forget about the people who care about you the most which is literally you know if you're blessed enough to live with mum dad mum or dad or both or siblings and stuff like that like mm. they are the ones that want the best for you and they might even tell you something that conflicts with your current state of mind which definitely like i've been there before um just got so caught up in the things that i got involved in and just neglected that for a, a solid you know a couple of months there um yeah, well and that's it's this is going to lead into the next question i feel like you're on the brink of saying something good here which is <laughs> i'm going to say what's that's the quote. i'm going to say what's the happiest slash proudest of moment of your happiest slash proudest moment of your life um but before we get into that say yeah that quote. yeah so when you were speaking it reminded me of um you guys know jordan peterson hey mm. yeah he's you, you would have seen him you would have seen him okay. like he's that nah, i don't know don't really know how to explain him but he um there's this video that i saw on an instagram reel right and he says that like oh he's like very grateful for the life that he's lived and for you know the people in his life and everything like that but he he talks about like how he wish he was more grateful for um, the simpler things, like just the mundane normality of life that he once had, you know? And it's like, wow. I, I listened to it. I was like, oh, true. Hey, because it's like you look at our lives now, right? Obviously, we have different stories and whatnot. But it's like, I feel like we're always like with all the problems and stuff and all the stress that's going on in our own individual's individual lives like what we want the most is just normality you know Mm. and it's like in the past that sort of seemed like something something that was just like oh that's boring that's dumb but it's just like when you get overloaded with life and things like that if you uh lose sight of what normality looks like and and how you used to have it and you just squandered like pretty much everything really Mm. i think it's easy to regret a lot of things in life and Mm. stuff like that but the one thing that I, want, I know for sure for a fact that I never appreciated was just the normality of life. And I think that's why when you look at the, the good old days, like back when you were younger, it's like, 
the only reason why you think that is because you just had less problems back then you know mm. life was mm. more normal back then because mm. there was less things throwing it off course and stuff and it's mm. just like oh man like with that sort of mindset obviously you'd have that that perspective looking back but it's just like oh well what about now you know mm. what i mean like do i appreciate how normal things are now mm. as opposed to what they'll probably look like in the future when mm. i don't know mm. maybe we're international <laughs> maybe what do you mean maybe uh, who knows who knows but that's stuff like that and I thought it was amazing that sort of just jogged my memory just hearing you speak about that sort of thing and I was just like oh dope yeah. mm. that's so true what what I reckon on that is um, that just brings me back to when I was younger like let's say for example having problems at home and I think to myself man I just wish I was a kid who wasn't having and it, it wouldn't have been a big issue um, but I just I remember thinking I just wish I was in like a a, a a situation, a dynamic here at home that wasn't having these issues that I was having. Um, and I was just kind of thinking the whole time, like, woe is me, like just throughout those periods, you know, that was probably a, a high school thing. Um, and what I neglected to think was what about all those people who are wishing for my position right now? Like, what about all those people who are wishing for the hat that I'm wearing right now? Like middle child. Well, not that many people are wishing for the middle child hat, but um, you know, at home with mum and dad, got two brothers that are alive and healthy. Parents have got a stable income. We've got the property that we have. Um, don't mind that noise out there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing that in my headphones. Yeah, like, maybe there's a way we can turn that down in here. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all good. Um, yeah. I never want to take, for, even now, I never want to take for granted. Like I'm very careful with what I think about because obviously our thoughts consume a big part of our day and I never want to take for granted. Like for example, the room that I have, the, the job that I have, the car that I have, the friends that I have. I never want to say like, man, this sucks. Like I wish I just was in a position that didn't have X, Y, Z problems. Because like, you know, those things, all of that throughout life makes us who we are today. Like not necessarily the tiny things but the big things definitely do um so yeah i don't want to be someone who's always chasing after another hat to wear i just want to be happy with the hats that i have if that makes sense um yeah if anyone else has anything to add on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a huge balancing act um because you, you also still want to have you never want to lose drive you never want to just be satisfied with what you have, you know, mm. there's even that, like on the counter side of that, there's that argument where people, uh, what was it? Um, if you're like, if you're satisfied, then you're dead. Mm. Like if you're, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so I think, um, it, it's this gratitude, uh, it's this like fine line between, um, not being, ungrateful but to like to have gratitude i think gratitude is so important uh, for what we have and yeah just having gratitude for the things that we have now but to not be satisfied and to keep striving forward because mm, for us like complacency is death for humans you know mm. if we we stop so it's like trying to have this um uh, this house put for me psychiatrists say that um Oh, what is it? Now I'm having a mind blank. Um, with 
you know, like when you go through a terrible situation or go through grief or loss or whatever, it's very easy to say, oh, well, someone else in the world has it worse than me. So I shouldn't mm. feel so bad for myself. And that's a very bad trap to fall into Facts. because mm. then on the flip side of that, it's like saying, I can't be happy for something because someone else has it better. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we, we do that on the bat when bad things happen. It's like, oh, yeah. well... I'm complaining about this, but there's people who are hungry and this and that. And mm. like, I think it's to allow yourself to understand, no, just because you don't, your situation is different to someone else. That doesn't mean what you're going through doesn't suck. Mm. Like yeah. it's still yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still Fact. terrible. That's true. But on the flip side of that, you know, for the things that you do have, have gratitude and don't think, oh, you know, I should just be happy with what I've got. And that's it. Rin, really, you should always be, you know, striving yeah. and moving forward and take uh, taking shots and making life of what you will of it. Mm. Um, I actually have a, a question to ask for, for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, when we were talking about the whole, like, 10-year <clears throat> thing, like, 10 years ago, what was the, you know? Mm. And then you said, like, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to yeah. be something. And I, as soon as you said that, it triggered a memory of the mindset that I was in back in high school where I was like, I remember being in grade 11 and 12 and those two years, you, you have to, f they pretty much form, you're able to form, I guess, the start of your path to your career and what you're going to mm. be for the rest of your life. And at least that's what it's made out to be, mm. right? Because you got to choose right prerequisite and subjects to know what OP you were getting. Back then it was OP and what subjects you had to do to get into this uni, to do this course, blah, blah, blah. So it felt like coming to the end of grade 10, you almost had to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that pressure is like so huge for a 14-year-old. <laughs> 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 and I, I know what that felt like. And just hearing you say, you know, I wish I didn't put that huge pressure on my shoulders. And looking back now, it wasn't as big as it's made out to be, yeah, right? Yeah. So, when did that change for you? When did that mindset go like, oh, this this isn't the be all and end all come um, the graduation of high school? Oh, well, honestly, like, because I went to a pretty, like, high-achieving high school, we'll call it, I guess. Um, so, like, that's all everyone ever knew. Like, you are weird if you weren't studying. You know what I mean? Mm, like, well, yeah. all the students would stay after school. Like, we'd finish our school day at two. And then a lot of us would stay to around five or six studying in the yeah, library. Wow. Or doing, like, extracurricular, like, activities and stuff like that. Wow. So, it was, like, a sort of a pressure. But it was a pressure that everyone was carrying. So, it wasn't just, like, oh, like, you know, you were the weird one for, like, wanting to go hard and, and, and study and stuff like that. It was kind of expected. And... With that being said, like all my friends, like all of us and stuff, we all put that pressure on ourselves. Like, okay, now nah, this is it. Like, this is like the legit training ground for the rest of our lives. If we mess this up, we're going into the world unequipped <laughs> and we're going to get smoked, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> that was my mindset literally all the way up until grade 12 when it got closer and closer to the final exams. I don't know. There's probably some psychological thing behind it. You know, someone could probably tell me that, but... The closer I got to D-Day, so to speak, the more my brain started to rationalize that this wasn't the only way, if that makes sense. So, like, I got to the end of my exams. 
did not do that well. <laughs> <laughs> did it try? <clears throat> or at least nowhere near as well as I expected myself to do. You know what I mean? Mm. And once it was all done, the, the final blow was dealt. All exams were finished. It was kind of like this realization of like, wow, that was what I've been training for, training for with my studies this entire time. This exam that's felt the exact same as every other exam. Is that it? And then like, you know, you get, you get your results, like you graduate and stuff like that. And then it's sort of just like, you're just like left in this sort of like weird limbo where you're just like, okay, I did it. Like what's next? And I think the mistake that high school students make, cause it's a mistake that I made was that you completely cut out. So you have this high school period of year, just studying, studying, studying to your final exams and all your schooling's finish where it's not but you get to this point and then you kind of forget that there's a, a whole nother grind part right afterwards yeah. to get to the actual place that you're immensely preparing for that once you get to the end of it, you kind of expect yourself to be like, okay, I'm a doctor now. I'm a lawyer now. I'm an engineer now. Cause I did well in my high school exams. Then you're just like, Oh wait, no, that was just me seeing how, how far I could push myself academically now it's time for me to actual, actually apply it to something more specific. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you learn the stuff that's going to take you to your career. So obviously you learn stuff in high school. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying ditch high school and become a trainee <laughs> or something like that. But like you put this pressure on yourself, like academically, if you're a high achiever, you put this pressure on yourself expecting that these results that you get in high school are the only thing that you're going to be marked on for the rest of your life. And it's like, no, it's not. It's really not. And when you think about it, when you think about it, right? This could be controversial. But who cares? When you think about it, okay. we're all doing the same thing. <laughs> Say you get an OP1. Your OP1 looks exactly the same as mine, but our whole study experience could have looked completely different. Yeah. So it's like when you put it in that sort of perspective, oh yeah, I went to a, a goaded high school that's, you know, got heaps of clout. But when you put us in front of a university they're going to accept people that got the same mark as you, regardless. Yeah. You know, you get an OP1 at... Merriman. I'm glad you named yeah, it because yeah, I didn't want yeah, to yeah, get no. any shade from the bros that went to the other schools, but... Say <laughs> <laughs> so you got an OP1 at Merrimack. I got an OP1 at um, QA, which is my the school that I went to. It literally looks exactly the same to everyone else. No one cares about your school. That's it. So it's like... Like, uh, release yourself of this pressure that like, oh, you go to this amazing school, you, you're you in this like excellence program, you're doing all this flash stuff that when you get to, when you get to the graduation point, you suddenly get chucked into this massive pool of people that have pretty much done the exact same thing as you. And you're all starting from the same point. Mm. So, yes, you know, you might have learned a few tips and tricks from, you know, your special high school or whatever, but... At the end of the day, you're all going to start at the same point again mm. to study. Whether you go to uni, whether you go to TAFE, or whether you just start in life in, mm. the, in the workplace, you all start at a very similar point, which is usually at the bottom. Now, I don't know if there's any pride issues with that, but that's the sort of thing that you, the, the real truth that you swallow that, that really gives you peace. And I wish, I wish I knew that back in the day. I don't know if that would have changed my study motivations or not. <laughs> it probably would have, but um, I would have like, 
just the amount of like sleepless nights I'd get mm. staying up trying to like do my best on like I don't know some stupid test that was worth like 10% or something like that it was worth like peanuts bro like <laughs> out of my whole grade and stuff like that I wish I would just save myself that of that hassle and spent more time making the memories that I wish I made back then you know yeah, you know what I mean point. yeah yeah but yeah that's my take yeah. on that I like that. I think us Merrimack boys have some yeah. things to add on to that. Yeah. Me and John went to Merrimack, for those of you who don't know. And Flip, that was a... I reckon it was a bit of an up and down. Um, but you you go, you go. You say yeah, what's on yeah. your mind. So, like, I think that, yeah, for you, that's like like on a different spectrum. And I'm quite the opposite. I was, <laughs> I was quite the opposite. Right. Like, literally, <clears throat> I was like, I'm going to do the bare minimum. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get by... Including attendance. Including attendance. <laughs> he didn't even meet the bare minimum for attendance. Still got no one knew. No one knew. So yeah, I, I did the bare minimum. I was like, I'm going to enjoy high school. I'm going to enjoy my yeah, time. Yeah, man. Um, but I guess, yeah, like it got to a point where, yeah, I got complacent. I got lazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, trying to find that right balance is definitely key. Um, but to be honest, I... I enjoyed I enjoyed my whole whole high school experience. Um, it made the people there tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a fair call. That's a fair call. Um, that really does bring me back to when I was in high school. Those were some of the best memories that we ever made. Um, Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some of right. some of the thing, like first of all, I want to say I'll get to the good memories soon, but. Um, Straight up, just like, I guess, leadership at the school. Um, you know, I'm talking about principals, head of departments, things like that. Um, most of them, I won't say all of them, most of them kind of wore their badge as like a some sort of a dictator. Like, okay, I'm this. And like, yes, you, you know, you, you honor the people, you know, that are in XYZ roles. Um, not everyone was taught to treat the janitor with the same respect as the CEO, but... Um, you know, these people, that, at least personally, I experienced that they went around with a bit of a, a prideful kind of stance. Um, and it wasn't super easy to get to, a, you know, build any rapport with these kinds of people or um, just, you know, I was I was always the kind of kid in school to, well, not always, up until about grade 10, 11. Um, oh, man. Before then, I was just like a little rascal in school. I was just like kind of like a teacher's worst nightmare, just talking to talking in class which is what teacher get up move to the back on we had a room called b10 hey, B10. <laughs> which i think now it's called like i think it's called the reflective thinking center so yeah the big bad b10 uh, <laughs> i definitely got sent there a couple of times on your feet yeah, on oh. your feet. Yeah, all right. Oh, we will not mention names there, no, but no. he was—he was a good lad. He was a good lad. He, he is. Um, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is like the the leadership of the school. Like when you'd be in assemblies or just um, classes with those teachers that have big responsibilities. Obviously, you know. I try to put myself in people's shoes. So if you're a principal, you want your school to do well. You, you know, that's probably there's probably some sort of government reflection or just thing with other schools that it comparison like this is how well Merrimack's doing compared to I don't know, Hillcrest or whatever, just any other school. Um so there's probably quite a weight on the 
principal's shoulders and the people, you know, in leadership to be like, all right, let's just get good scores. Um, but I think the way to get good scores and good grades in school is not to just say, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to have a crap life. Because that honestly, like, that's pretty much what they said to us. They pretty much said, like, if you don't get a certain... Um, what was it again? ATAR or something? Now it's ATAR. Oh, OP. OP. Yeah, selection rank. We're, oh, we're, yeah, we're 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 rank. yeah. The boys. Um, <laughs> um, if you don't get a good score in that regard, you're just, you know, your life is going to be crap. And then like you'd have the one, the one-off kid in the math class that would be like, where are we actually going to use this? And like, I remember the math teacher that we had, like <laughs> had a full on like 20 minute rant. Damn, at, well, probably not 20 minutes, probably like a five minute, but like, no kid wants to hear that. Like, come on, man. I haven't used it once. Like, and I'm yeah. I'm, a, I'm in retail at the moment. Like, there's probably so many times that I'll just use simple addition, subtraction, minus, whatever. That was the same thing. There But still, I had one of the best high school experiences that you could ask for. And what it was, was first of all, mum and dad, every time they'd get a report card. Obviously, when I was younger, they'd take it a lot more seriously. But growing up, they're like, honestly, Ben, if you pass, we're happy. We don't want you to be stressed. We don't want you to have a, a really bad high school experience. Um, as long as you pass, we're happy. And there were definitely some classes that I was on C minus city, definitely. But that's still a pass. So that's a pass. Um, and that was the graphics class, which is a great class. Um, I got kicked out of graphics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did get kicked out boy. of graphics, all right? Uh, no, he, re- he actually wasn't being a bad boy. He was best behaved. He was probably the top of the class, to be honest. You were just yeah. very lazy. Yeah, I didn't. So what I would do, <laughs> what I would do is that uh, I would. It's so bad. So I was like, I was pretty good at handing in drafts. Like my like, okay, I'll, I've got like a good stint of like, all right, I'm going to finish this. I'll hand it in. And it's good. Like they'll they'll love it. Like this is with all my subjects, but come like, I guess time to, you know, your final draft, you're like, Mm. this is, this is it. Like the final notice kind of thing. I wouldn't hand anything in because that was, that was just me. Like, it was it was bad, but like oh, <laughs> graphics, not the blue uh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess graphics. They got really annoyed that I kept uh, I kept doing that because um, they had to mark me off my draft. Yeah, and I was. Were they bent- good though? The yes, they were like oh. top of the class, hands down. Like you and another guy called Brock. Like literally, <laughs> hands down, they were the best graphics. Oh, and Doug. Doug was oh, pretty Doug, good. Doug was great. Doug. Yeah. There's a guy called There's Doug. There's a guy called Doug in your game. Yeah. yeah. Bright red uh, hair. Get held back like five grades or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, like it. <laughs> it would. It got to the point where it was like, okay, we need this. Okay, that was a technical difficulty, but we we live and we learn. So. Yeah, school was a great time. Leadership in it was questionable, but we're here today and I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Great, it's very, very good memories. I actually wanted to say another story before we change the subject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the high school we could go for. I was talking about the high school chat. Um, but pretty much, I was in a home economics class, which was pretty much cooking. You have practical and theory. Um, we hated the theory. You like pretty much worked down to the cent what the meal costs to make and profits and stuff when you sell it and stuff like that. But really? yeah, it was really, wow. it was a unique, I don't know if you ever did home ec, John, but um, we, we, it was compulsory from like eight to nine. 
Yeah, true. So, but not for theory. Not for like, theory. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. 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 So <laughs> me and um, the bro who I mentioned before, Barack, we were um, pretty tight in that class. Um, still are, if you're watching, mate. Got to have you on here sometime. But yeah, we were just troublemakers in that class. Honestly, like the funniest flipping story that I remember in that class was... It must have been like, I reckon it was like an end of term or something like that. We're just like the last time we were going to cook or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but pretty much we were making this soup, right? Everyone had this soup to make and they were pretty straightforward. Like you wouldn't normally go to the teacher and ask for help just because like we were old enough to like know, okay, I know where the ingredients are. They were all at the front of the classroom on the, on the big bench and... I know where the cutlery is. I know where everything, like the pans and pots and stuff like that. And I know like how much time I've got to allocate to clean up all the dishes. So like that was all good. Um, so we were just getting our things and we were always just rowdy in that class. Like we would, we would do things like um, anything that would go in a pan, we'd just yeet. Like you what? <laughs> like for example, a, a, a fillet of like a chicken breast. It's like a what? Chuck it up and I'd do these like chuck a mushroom in the, like the people opposite me in their pan. Like, like nothing happened. Um, but with this, with this um, soup, I could, well, it was just so funny. We were just adding in every random ingredient we could find. That like there was this um staff only area that obviously staff only, but um we found our way in there, and we got this taco seasoning. There was like a big, big container of taco seasoning, and we're like, you know what? There's not even much left in here. Let's just empty it into our into our um saucer or just into our pan to cook this soup. <sighs> And we did, and we ended up with like a bright red. <laughs> it was literally like bright red, like this boxing thing. And everyone else was like a nice, like light beige kind of color, like tasted nice. <laughs> Ours tasted so bad. It was like a Mexican fusion with like, it was just not good at all. But And our teacher was just, she was losing it. She was like, she wasn't losing it going angry. She was losing it laughing. Um, and I can't remember what her name was, but like, it was just so freaking funny. We ended up failing that. <laughs> not the not the class, but like getting a like we didn't pass that meal, um, and yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. So, um, but speaking of food, at the moment, that is all something we are on rations on at the moment. Well, rations ap- according to what we're going off, we're all on a fast. Um, that is correct. Um, are we all? What, what fast is everyone on? Just to be sure, I'm not fasting. You're not fasting. Oh yeah, you were sick. Surely, mm, yeah, I had, I had the run off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Good to see that you're back It's all good But we'll just We'll just collect the blessing What are you yeah. on? <laughs> you need to <laughs> You need it You're short You can catch up now I'm overflowing <laughs> I'm overflowing uh, Yeah, no I'm yeah, doing, doing the Daniel Yeah Yeah, same Yeah, and how's that been? Um, well, it was pretty rough The first Like Monday It's rough it, well, it was my own mistake. It was human error. So I didn't. <laughs> human error. I accidentally um, was just faced with a single box. Hey, mistake. No, no, no. So um, Monday, Monday at work, um, on my thirty, I went to uh, Woolies, and in Woolies, you know how Woolies has the um, kids eat free fruit. 
<laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, I kids. don't know about this. Yeah, so there's like um, there's like uh, tubs, yeah, like tub free food for like for kids. kids for kids though. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, yeah it's like free. just bananas and apples and stuff yeah. like that. They can just cop and just munch on the way. So <laughs> I'm there doing a bit of shopping, like you know, getting things for me, mm. and I'm just there just munching away on a banana and like apples, um, but. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> isn't that approved? For that's, kids, for kids, dude. Yeah, but yeah. like that's oh, Daniel. Yeah, yeah that's Daniel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just just like, wait, were you eating the kids' fruit? Yeah, it's approved, bro, but not more. Do something about your convictions, bro. Doing the Daniel pass with thievery. So yeah, it's funny little story. But um, yeah, come out. I got some blackberries, and I'm eating the blackberries. Um, but I didn't wash them. That was my mistake. I didn't wash them. So throughout my rest of my whole shift, I had like really bad, like stomach cramps. Oh, yeah. So that was probably because I didn't wash anything. I could put it, put it like, I could blame the fruit that I was eating, you know, from the free bowl. Get a full full rebate. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just that whole night I was like, nah, like this is bad. I went to bed at like seven cold sweats and i was like nah i can't be i can't be getting sick oh, nah no. nah i can't um but thankfully like the next day like i was all good yeah well lesson learned eh <laughs> lesson learned. don't eat it. Little don't pinch oh. the fruit oh, there's some kid now kid. at that woolies who's not gonna get fruit <laughs> no. i've always thought about it eh never done it Oh, okay. oh yeah, this, this guy oh, this guy pictures the actual fruit. I still go to the cashew section and sneak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and star shows. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How are you going on the fast? Yeah, all right. I done a few, so it's like kind of know the drill. I think my my very first fast that I did a few years ago was like, oh, this is weird because I was like, I was looking at everything, all the ingredients and everything. And I was like, oh, I couldn't eat anything, so I just ate fruit, but. No, I'm doing pretty sweet. Like, obviously, I want to eat other food, as you do. Mm. Like, last night, I made some, like, steak and, like, mushroom sauce for, like, my mum and dad and stuff like that. That's... That's... Why would you do that? That's, like, the value. That's the worst. That's temptation, bro. You want to test if you're really about it, then. (laughs) That's what you do. Yeah. I guess temptation is not a sin. (laughs) How close can you get to it? (laughs) (laughs) It's how I live my life. No. (laughs) We know. <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, but no, nah, I'm doing sweet. It's all good. Much better than water fast. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. What are your like views? This will be interesting to get your uh, take on it. Like pr- you just straight up your view on fasting. I'm totally against it. It's <laughs> 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 not like Jesus did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, for me, fasting, it's pretty simple. It's you're, like you're robbing your body of something that it wants. That's the whole point of it. And it's not supposed to be nice and it's not supposed to be pleasurable. And, and, and I, I guess what makes it... So I've done both. I've done Water and Daniel. And 
Yeah, like Daniel's ter- like hard and terrible, and it's supposed to be terrible. Like mm. I know Christians would be like, "Oh, how dare you!" <laughs> <laughs> but it's terrible. That's the whole point of the fast. Like literally in the scripture, it says, N- "Nothing nice entered my mouth." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, was it twenty one days that he fasted? Oh, besides um Guzman corn chips, hey, and vegan curry, vegan curry. That's gonna oh. stir so many people. Oh. Oh. Imitation cheese. Oh, here we go. You oh. know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, man, I could rant about this for so long. Because not, not only is it like that where people have found ways to um, subsidize uh, certain things to make the fast more bearable, which is defeating the point of the fast. is like, it's supposed to be hell. It's supposed to suck. And the whole point is that you <laughs> you pray and you turn to God in, in that suffering. That's the whole point. If you're not suffering, then why? Mm, you know? True. But then on the flip side of that as well is like, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons and not to show off. And that that's hard when, you know, there's people that aren't doing the fast properly mm. and you're trying not to get righteous as well because they're having vegan curry because Daniel had canned coconut cream. When he- <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I see that. I'm like, you really think really? That, that can is not processed at all and he could hunt down and make his own cream <laughs> like out of a coconut? You know, uh, but then again, see, even me saying that, like, you can't really say that, can yeah, you? Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's just uh, tug yeah. of war. Yeah. So for me, nothing beats the water fast. Yeah. And I, I, and I tell you, like, I've done both. So the Daniel is terrible. It's horrible. And I get it. And people are suffering. And that's the point. But nothing is as bad as the water, the water fast. That was like, and it's so black and white. You can't. Yeah. Oh, you know. Compromising. Yeah. Compromising. Make my own form of bread and this and that. Mm. And you can't do that at all. And, um, and of course it's like a true test of character, whether, you know, when no one's home and you're just looking at an, an, an apple and when you've had nothing to eat like <laughs> you could devour like the grass outside it's literally like your your own flesh actually starts to turn on you because it's going you're not feeding me so i'm going to start playing tricks in your eyes. so you start smelling things that aren't there and it really tro- like proper so it's like a true test of like flesh and spirit <laughs> it's very tough um but to bring it all back Fasting is simply just robbing your body of what it wants, mm. and and you you've got to, um, I guess in, in suffering, <laughs> dig deeper into God for for um for what it is you're believing for, or if you are believing for anything, or just intimacy or close to Him, or whatever it is. Mm. But yeah, like on paper, that's all it is. So when it comes to I guess people doing Daniel fast, and how do you know if they're compromising or not? It's it's not even about like, oh, this is organic and this isn't and that and that. It's really, it's like, are you suffering or are you trying to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's very true. Uh, well, if you're already trying to look for where the line is now close to getting it, I think you've, mm. don't fast. Mm. Like, just pray. Mm. Is it, you know? Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, we were chatting, me and Brady were chatting about this a couple of days ago and um, that is exactly right. Um, water fast is very, very black and white. Um, that's actually what I'm on at the moment. Haven't had a meal since Sunday lunch and it's like Wednesday, like afternoon. I don't know what the time is, but... 2.47. 2.48. Let's go. Oh, just changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're right. Like, 
Uh, I did the Daniel Fast last year and I I hadn't done a lot of fasts before, but like I, I think I did on two or three before that, um, just the yearly. And it's when I was on the Daniel Fast, all I could think about was like, the food I was going to eat when I get off of it. Like, because for me, it was very black and white. I wasn't bending any corners and stuff. I was literally just um, baking potatoes and eating them, like just cooking potatoes and eating them, not adding any oil or salt or anything like that. Just like steaming vegetables, like nothing, just fruit, veggies and water. Um, And, you know, that was like, you can eat a certain amount to make yourself full, right? To satisfy your body to that extent. Um, but uh, I'll say this first and then I'll get back to the water fast. But um, doing the fast, right? It's so easy to be like, like, just like that rant that we had, as banterous as that was, when we're boiling it down to why we're doing the fast, that's not why we should, that's not what we should be doing. Um, things like, oh man, that guy eating Guzman corn chips. Like, who the heck is that? Or that chick making a vegan curry on her Instagram and posting it for everyone to see. Like, you know, that's also their problem. Like, and that's also if their convictions in their heart, like I'm not going to let their problem or problem. I'm not going to let that situation take away from my prayer needs at the moment. So this year I've taken it super duper seriously. Um, we were at church on Sunday and I was just sitting in the service. Um, and I felt this massive thing on my heart to just be like, you know what? It's a big sacrifice that your future will thank you for do a water fast this time around. And I'm like, all right, I'm in a position where I can do the water fast. I only work retail. It's not very tolling physically. I was a trolley boy though. So that was, which is why I never did the water fast. Um, but in that same way, you pray for God, not only to get you through, but you pray big time into your prayer needs, what the things are that you want to see in your future, things for your family, whatever your needs are. Um, Whatever level of sacrifice you choose to put, that's your choice. But I think it's a massive honor, really, to start the year doing it. Um, the leadership at our church makes it very clear. Let's start the year like this. Let's make sure we've got our priorities straight and we're going to be set up for a win this year. Um, so, hats off to you guys for doing that. But, yeah, um, what about this side of the table? What are we kind of what are we thinking of when we yeah, think about how this is all kind of going and look at you chivalrous men? Just clout. <laughs> yeah, as long I'm as leaders are watching me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Oh, they they think I'm water fasting, but I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they saw what I was doing at home. The steak that I had before I got here. All the apple I consumed. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> no, bro, it's yeast, bro. <laughs> it's yeast. Yeah, it's, it's hops and yeast. Yeah, it's it's all, all hops yeah. and yeast. You go, John. Um. Yeah, I guess like. Like, I guess what I I think I can add is that, you know, like, it's a big thing to, you know, grow sensitive to God in that, in that sense, um, where um, it's kind of like, I guess what CJ was saying is like, like you're fighting between flesh and spiritual, like, but like, you can only turn to like, you can't turn to man or anything to, you know, satisfy that need. You know, you look to, um, to the Lord, like. And for me, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like furthering that relationship or kind of trusting him mm. in a sense. Um, yeah, that's, I guess, all that I have to say. 
Yeah, yeah true. true. True, true, true. Um, yeah, when it comes to fasting, it's very interesting. Because <laughs> it's like, it can obviously get controversial. Like, uh, it, and it gets real difficult not to like judge mm. like people that, you know, are like, oh, I don't know, just having the most gourmet meals. <laughs> and it's just like... Or cooking the most gourmet meals. <laughs> it's like, I'd eat that out of my fast. So it's like, what's what's changing here? And I think, now hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I might be ranting, but hear me out. You can also do a water fast and still not fast properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Mm. Like, and that's the sort of, that's the, the real sort of part that you need to sort of swallow when it comes to fasting is that it's not so much about how less or how little food you can eat, but more so where your sustenance is coming from, which is obviously what we've been talking about this whole time. And it's like the reason, you know, you fast is to give up what your flesh wants to, to, to find that um, satisfaction in your relationship with God instead. And it's like a, it's kind of like a recalibration sort of, you know, when you fast, it's just like, oh, you sort of distance yourself from everything that sort of takes your mind and your attention and you, you give that to, to God, which obviously, you know, realistically we should do that all the time, but Hey, life, mm. life has its ways, but yeah. So like when it comes to people talking about them fasting, like, oh, I'm on a Daniel fast and you know, they're having like these five Michelin star, like grilled vegetables <laughs> on like some handmade, I don't know, some fancy stuff. And it's like, oh man, like all you can think at surface level is like, oh, flip, they're not doing it right. But it's like, oh, who am I to say? And honestly, it doesn't impact me at all. So it's like, mm. but it, you know, it just, it does get, sometimes you're just like, man, you go on all about, about how you're fasting and all that. And it's just like, oh, you don't know if you're doing it right, but that's mm. just the self-righteousness mm. coming out. But mm. personally, I just think it doesn't matter what you're giving up. I know some people like fasting social media and like technology and games and stuff like that, which obviously, you know, individually that could hold a big part of your life. So that level of sacrifice could look completely different to me. Like I wouldn't care if I had to give up games. You know what I mean? Like, but someone that's, I don't know, really dependent on that for, I don't know, mental health or whatever. It's like, oh, flip, that could be a massive thing for them. Mm, So it's like, when it comes to people talking about themselves fasting, I kind of stay away from those conversations because it's just like, all it does is, most of the time, all it does is just lead me to like a judging mentality where Mm. I don't want it, which I don't want to be in. But Mm. yeah, when it comes to fasting, all that matters to me for my personal fast is that I'm replacing what I'm giving up with genuine time with God. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and obviously like giving up food is like a physical sort of sacrifice, but I feel like the mental sacrifice is just as important. It's like, oh, like what distractions usually take my mind um, in everyday life? Like, that those are the the more difficult things to give up than food but food is rough daniel fast isn't fun mm. obviously it's not meant to be fun no. mm. um but yeah mm. beats a water fast <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right. did it for three days and i was like oh my days oh my gosh leave me be but yeah compared to water yeah daniel is um a lot more beginner friendly yeah mm. definitely yeah, you're yeah. right but it's um, yeah, no. Yeah, and, you know, water fasts have their physical things, but you're exactly right. I love what you said, Braden, about 
it's just it just goes back to your heart's position about when you do it and what and really pretty much everything goes back to your heart's position why did you do that yeah what was the reason for it for me the reason for it is like my future family my future future wife future kids it's going to happen one day right um my family right now thank you lord that they're all good every one of them even the ones that live in italy i've got uh, my grandparents live in italy um and they're they're pastors and my my granddad which i'm actually yet to have a conversation with him about fasting um but i was talking to my mom earlier today and she was like yeah he only believes in the water fast he doesn't believe in the daniel fast or anything like that and i'm like okay obviously prefacing with the fact that he's an old school christian guy he's obviously an elderly man but he does have a lot of wisdom um so i'm gonna get his take on that but yeah um yeah, I guess speaking of that, it's reminding me like speaking of heritage and grandparents and stuff like that, like I'm super duper grateful for those who went before me, mum and dad, grandparents and all that. Um, and that will lead us to the final question here. We'll wrap it up shortly, but I'm going to ask, how would you like to be remembered? Um, now, obviously, you guys are all involved in different things. You're a banker, you're in retail, you're pretty much a power lifter. <laughs> and Gold Coast Best Barber. That's what I do for money. It's a power <laughs> No, no, no. That's what you do for money. Above the table. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Serious question. Like, what? how would you like to be remembered? Um, and I'm going to go and shoot off here with something, first of all, not like this isn't only a question for like when you're, when you die, when you get old and when you pass away, how do you want your kids to remember you? Like, it can even be for like right now. Like, I like to be the kind of person that if someone from work, someone from church, someone from home, a friend, someone from all the different scenarios or places or situations, gym, whatever, the checkout person at the at the shops, like if they could all say one word about me, I would want that word to be in a similar ballpark, if that makes sense. Um, and I and I think like that's why that's what I was saying earlier. Like I'm just super proud and super happy to be in this position right now with really good people around me and stuff like that because that's allowed me to get to a place where you know what all of those people probably would say and like if you're being honest with yourself it's a really good thing to reflect on um, personally what would they say about you what would it be and if they're being completely honest like man he's a bit of a dog sometimes or like you know or or like no super duper nice guy I've had a one-on-one with him or whatever so how I want to be remembered is every one of those people, even if it's on my deathbed, would say the same thing about me. And it would be something that gives them hope, something that they have a conversation with me that isn't like having a conversation with a normal person. Like it does go deeper than the surface for the benefit of that person. Um, Because like, and I have my conversations with people that when I need to get that to that level, that is more than just the surface and either work things out or get to a deeper place emotionally or whatever. I have those, but I'm also quite sustainable to the point that I can help people who need to get to that point and don't even know it themselves. Um, so that's how I want to be remembered. What about you, lads? I haven't heard of CJ in a while. Go on. Um, how do I want to be remembered? I, I don't really think about that too much um as like in terms of how i want to be remembered because i feel i think i guess for me one of the biggest reliefs i've 
come to like epiphanies that I found is to not be so focused on what people think about you or, you know, what they might think about you or what you want them to think about you. It's a very unsatisfying way to live. It's true. But that being said, there are things that I don't want to be remembered for. And I think, uh, like, I, I guess having that epiphany, you understand that, you know, you, you pursue what you want to do with your, your own life and it won't satisfy everyone. Some people like it. Some people won't. You rub people up the wrong way. Like, that's just the way things are. And I've accepted that. I think what I don't want to be remembered for is, oh, I wish, you know, that like that was wasted potential. Like, uh, I, if only he did this or, you know, he was onto something, but, you know, he tapped out wow. here or didn't do that. Um, whether it's, you know, because no not everyone's going to want to agree or like your choice of life or what you stand for or what you did. You know, if I'm like, oh, I, I want to pursue a fight career in boxing, like... N- a lot of people could not care less, <laughs> you know, that you've taken that choice of life. But whatever my choice of life is, yeah, I don't want people to be like, oh, I wish, like, you know, he, he wanted, he didn't do everything he wanted to do or he had more to give or there was more to him and he just decided to cruise or take the easy way. That I think that's what drives me. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about that now makes me feel so disgusting. Because <laughs> like the thought of that is like, oh, I know. Because as soon as I think that, I immediately know that like five things off the top of my head that I know I could be doing better or I should do or I'm really slacking or complacent in. And and I, I feel very exposed and I feel like people who know me know that already. You know what I mean? And you feel yeah. like, oh, they know. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, for me... um. I guess it's that is to to not be yeah remember to someone is that you know didn't didn't do all that they were meant to do whatever it is mm, yeah um yeah and not let anything I guess stop me from doing that or you know I, I don't know I, I think about the high achievers in life that we know of whether they're big on media and out on the internet or whatever and I just hear stories from them and like the people that they cross. Like I think about, I don't know. You guys know who Gary V is. Love him. And on his Instagram, he's always talking to people about, you know, pursuing what they love and this and that. And out of all the people that he's come across and impacted, I'm sure there's so many, I know there's so many, but I always wonder about like, Oh, whatever happened to that person? What if like, did they do, do what they said they were going to do or they didn't or, You know, when they pass away, like what, like, did they do everything or was there something that like, you know, I think about, you know, that, that old saying like on your deathbed is like, you don't regret the things you did. You regret the things you didn't do. Mm. And it's like, what am I going to regret on my deathbed? Um, and will people know that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. That's a huge thing. I'm pretty sure everyone watching and even us here at the table, can think about and give a bit of time to um yeah that's massive if we could spend like hours and hours talking on that alone the things that but you know what the thing is that we're at an age where we can do those things and we can take advantage of the fact 
that we've got a lot of life left in us. So, yeah. Do you need me to repeat the question? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what would you? How would you like to be remembered? Yeah. Well, what a perspective, though. Like, that's crazy. Um, especially like, yeah, like, like you're on death's bed. Like, what, what dreams? What, what haven't you done? What are you going? What are you going to regret? You can't. You can't go out <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, I'm. What I want, like. It's not sort of like something like people will say. It's more so like what like sort of presence I'll bring. Mm. You know, like what what can just that presence. What what that what can that do in that that atmosphere, that room kind of thing? Like, does it bring a sense of peace? Does it bring like a sense of like. Uh, joy, like something like that. Um, like, yeah, that's very simple, but like, um, um, to me that, I guess, cause I don't really, yeah. Like again, what CJ was saying is like, I don't really care what other people mm. say about me, but like, what can I do myself to, you know, mm. be the best me, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say. No, that's huge. That's a massive thing to think. Like, it's quite a selfless thing to have on your mind to be like, what atmosphere am I making when I walk into the room? Um, and you personally, you do change the atmosphere. You make it a light hearted, like it's nice to see you. It's a genuine, like, and that's, that's a thing that we can all here at this table say that's a, you get a tick there. Um, but you know, it's going to take personal reflection to continue that on and whatever that looks like. Um, cause a lot of people probably don't even care about that. Like what it takes to change the atmosphere of a room. It's not just you know, you and one person, there's quite often multiple people, whether it's work, you know, whatever, it can be any situation. Um, and for someone who wants to be someone who makes, who puts joy and peace and all that kind of good stuff in the atmosphere, that's huge. So, hats off to you for thinking that. Um, and yeah, that's a really great way to go out. He always brought joy. He always brought this good stuff because that's probably something that the world's missing a lot of nowadays. Mm. 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 Yeah. What are we saying? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. I'm along the same sort of like line in terms of like, oh, it doesn't really matter what people think and, and whatnot. But I think when it comes down to what I want to be remembered as or who I want to be remembered as or remembered by, the fact of the matter is, and this is like obviously um, a perspective I adopted later on later on in life now um, is that everyone in your life is going to remember you differently no matter what no matter what they could have been even if they're in your close friend circle they're going to remember you remember you for different things because of the memories you made with them you know what I mean yeah so it's like rather than me chasing for consistency which obviously I do want um, I want like a common factor to people will remember me by and to keep it simple simple I just want to be remembered as a God-fearing man. I want people to, to hear my name and be like, oh, yeah, 
he lived for God, for sure. And like whether they had a, a positive or, or negative experience in my life, they knew that for a fact. You know what I mean? Mm. So I was like, to keep things as simple as that is is basically how I sort of live my life in terms of like, oh yeah, like I can't control like how people perceive me, how they experience like things um, or environments that I've been in and what that's sort of left on them. But what I can sort of control is how much I follow God and how much that presence itself overflows to the people in my life, if that makes sense. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just want to be remembered as a God-fearing man. Obviously, like, I want to be remembered as, you know, a good family man, guy that was loyal to his friends, you know, um, talk the talk, walk the walk, you know, like all that sort of stuff, like an integral person. But yeah, at the, at the root of it all, I want to leave this earth with everyone who's encountered me knowing that I was a God-fearing man. That's yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Wow. 100%. And that goes to the most important person of all. Obviously, that goes to the Lord. Come on. He's going to be the one who remembers, or who remembers, who sees what you're doing. The scripture says, love God and love people. That's love God first, right? And that's way more than four words, but you've explained the love God, love people in everything that you just said, in my opinion. Um, yeah, this was a good conversation. This was a great conversation. Thank you for all your input. Um, I'm sure multiple people will be impacted by this in a positive light. Thank you for watching, uh, whether it's a morning, afternoon or evening. I hope you have a good day. Peace.